This is the Cheyenne Roundup, a weekly look at the action inside the general session of the 67th Wyoming Legislature from Wyoming Public Media and Wyofile. I'm Camila Kodalska, Wyoming Public Media's Interim News Director. And I'm Caitlin Tan. I cover energy and natural resources for Wyoming Public Media. I'm Maggie Mullen. I cover politics and government for Wildfile. It's so good to see both of you here. We're actually here, all three of us, at the Capitol this week. Great to see all of the action in in person. Yeah, and to record this in person. Uh, So we've actually entered the second half of the 67th Wyoming Legislature's general session. Uh, Last Friday was a deadly day for bills, and that's because they had to meet the committee deadline. Uh, And this week is also full of deadlines. Today is the last day for bills to get through their first reading in the House of Origin. And Tuesday, which is tomorrow, will be the last day for the second reading of bills in their House of Origins. And then on Wednesday, it's the last day for the third readings of bills in their House of Origins. So it's really really starting to move. Um, So with an upcoming active week, let's recap what happened last week. Maggie, you described last week as chaos week. What happened? So whether or not it was truly chaos week, so to speak, I think the answer to that is both, you know, yes and no. And the reason for that is that, you know, both chambers were able to pass a budget bill on Friday. Um, There were some contentious amendments, mostly in the House. But, you know, most the most chaotic thing, I would say, is something that, you know, no one saw coming. And that was the fact that the power went out for most of or part of Friday afternoon. And so there was this power outage across Cheyenne. It affected, you know, more than 4,000 people, and that included everybody at the Capitol. So there was this backup generator that kept some of the lights on, but, you know, lawmakers basically had to, you know, open the big wooden shutters in both of the chambers to, you know, keep going with their work. You know, they needed this natural lighting from the windows, and, you know, they had to project their voices because their mics were out. And that also meant that the live stream was down. So, in fact, you know, there was a few lawmakers like, Representative Provenza and Representative Brown that, you know, ended up streaming the House debate from some of their social media accounts. You know, this idea being that they wanted to provide the public with a way to tune in in the meantime. So eventually the power was restored. And that happened just as Representative Jeanette Ward brought one of the more controversial third reading amendments to the budget bill. That was an amendment to restrict the university from spending, quote, any general funds federal funds, or other funds under its control for any gender studies courses, gender studies academic programs, gender studies co-curricular programs, or gender studies extracurricular programs. Ultimately, that amendment failed, but there was a lot of passionate debate. You know, it, it even drew House Speaker Albert Somers down from his seat to testify against it, which, you know, as he told reporters earlier that morning, that carries a lot of weight. So he really tries to be judicious with it. You know, he said he's had a lot of heartburn before with some of the things at the university, but, you know, he really thought it was appropriate for the university, not the legislature, to decide, you know, what studies they deem necessary. So he was against that uh, particular amendment. You know, overall, budget discussions went pretty smoothly, at least in the eyes of House Speaker Summers and and Senate President Ogden Driscoll. They were both pretty confident when they spoke to reporters Friday morning. You know, Summers said for second reading, it was, you know, the shortest time it took for them to get through all of the amendments and, and all of his time in the legislature. And, you know, Driscoll said there might be some big differences between the House and the Senate with their budgets, but 
you know, all of those differences really will come down to the question of, you know, where does the legislature put the excess money? And Summers kind of reiterated that, you know, that the question is really where do we put our savings? Now, the Wyoming Freedom Caucus, they repeatedly voted to cut spending and increase savings. Um, they really weren't successful in a lot of ways. So they're not very happy with the budget, at least in the House side. But, you know, negotiations will now um, go uh, on this week between the two chambers to sort of iron out their differences. Thanks, Maggie. Very eventful Friday. (laughs) Um, So, Caitlin, uh, can you catch us up on some of the bills that you've been following? Well, I wanted to give a quick update uh, to the commercial fishing guide bill that we had discussed uh, in the first episode of uh, the Cheyenne Roundup. Uh, That's House Bill 84. Um, So this bill ultimately didn't make it out of committee last week. Lawmakers decided they want to wait till the interim to discuss this bill. And, And just for a quick recap, it was going to regulate how many commercial guided fishing boats could be on any one river at any given time each day. And it, you know, there's been similar bills tried to be passed over the last 30 years. It's never happened. And a lot of the concern comes from overfishing and, you know, as this sport is growing, do we need to regulate this? Uh, There's lots of thoughts on it. The consensus was lawmakers wanted to see a little more research from Game and Fish. So they're going to discuss this in the interim. And if it passes out of committee, it will be brought before the legislature next year. Another big bill that was pretty controversial was the rooftop solar panel bill, uh, Senate File 92. It's technically called the Small Customer Electrical Generation Bill. That did make it out of Senate last week, and it's waiting for introduction in the House. A little background on this issue is that utilities are required to buy uh, surplus rooftop solar energy. So so if you are someone that has rooftop solar panels and you produce a little extra electricity, that goes back into the grid and utilities are required to buy that and give you credit. And you're still technically hooked up onto the grid. That goes into credit for your monthly payments. They want to take that away with this bill um, and potentially even impose charges on rooftop solar customers. The idea being that some lawmakers feel like it's not fair that rooftop solar customers need to be contributing more money monthly into uh, the upkeep of the grid and just the infrastructure of the grid. On the other side, people say this bill is unfair. You know, John Burroughs testified he's with the Wyoming Outdoor Council and he disagreed with the lawmakers supporting this bill. These systems are designed so that customers can reduce their electricity bills, not make money, as some have indicated. He even cited an outside study that was recently done that found, in fact, rooftop solar panel customers are not imposing an undue burden on the system and not making non-rooftop solar people pay for an additional amount to keep the grid running. And he basically equated it to that if you're using less electricity, you shouldn't have to pay more. So anyway, that made it out of the Senate and will now be going on to the House. Otherwise, one other bill that caught my eye was a bill that would create a mountain lion pursuit season. So basically, anywhere where there is mountain lion hunting seasons, um, when those quotas are met, 
people are not allowed to be out there pursuing mountain lions. And the idea is this would create a season where hunters and their dogs could still pursue lions. They could tree them. They just can't kill them. Those in support of it said this would help them continue training their dogs, kind of instill some fear and respect within the mountain lions towards people and dogs. Uh, no one testified against it. I, I did a little research. There are some studies out there kind of saying this potentially could be inhumane to mountain lions and cats. But Nevertheless, this moved out of committee, and it'll be interesting to see if it passes. Camila, what, what, what have you been watching? Yeah, so I'm just going to stick to one. Basically, it's a bill that would repeal the current abortion trigger ban, which is currently going through the courts, and put this new bill in, which is even stricter. So the idea is that it gets rid of exemptions for abortion in the case of incest or rape, and would also allow um, state attorneys to sue abortion providers. The current trigger abortion law that's going through the courts actually allows for abortion in these exceptions as incest or rape. So it it makes it more strict. It narrowly passed the House Judiciary Committee last week with a 5-4 vote. Lawmakers are worried that it could unravel the current work that's happening with the trigger abortion law currently that's going through the courts. And that's because this bill is even more strict. It has even more questions of the constitutionality. And so they're worried that if they introduce this new law, which would repeal the current law that's in courts, that it would be also questioned and it would go to courts and they're worried that it has even a bigger chance to fail in courts and then we would end up with no abortion ban. So lawmakers that had voted and passed um, the trigger abortion law last year actually voted against this one because they're worried that we could end up with no restrictions on abortion and then the only way that we could go forward on creating an abortion ban in the state would be a constitutional amendment which is just much harder to to do. Um, and so that did pass last week and um, it's been placed in the House general file. And as I mentioned in the introduction of this podcast, today is the last day for these bills to get these first readings, all of the bills that have been introduced but haven't had a first reading. So we'll see uh, what happens with that pretty soon here, uh, just a little bit later today. So Maggie and Caitlin, this is the point where we usually talk about things we're watching in the week ahead. But like we mentioned earlier, we're in past a halfway mark for the session. So I'm wondering, uh, what are you most curious about in the month ahead? I think a lot of people uh, like myself are really curious to continue to watch the dynamics unfold with this new legislature. You know, both Summers and Driscoll set a, a particular tone at the onset, you know, they really emphasized, you know, relationship building and decorum and civility. And I think lawmakers have largely followed that advice, you know, even during these these heated debates. But, you know, as you mentioned, we're only at the halfway mark. So lawmakers have, you know, about four more weeks of, of difficult conversations ahead of themselves. You know, they need to decide on bills that are aimed at social wedge issues, and they do ultimately need to decide on a budget. And, you know, those things bring out a lot of passion in lawmakers. Plus, as we're recording this conversation on Monday morning, there's some real tension between House Majority Floor Leader Chip Nyman and pro-Medicaid expansion lawmakers. And if you'll remember, it's Nyman's job to decide the order of bills in the House. So 
he has a lot of power when it comes to deciding whether or not a bill gets heard in time to meet a deadline. And there are two bills right now on the general file related to Medicaid expansion, House Bill 4, the uh, Medicaid 12-month postpartum coverage bill, as well as House Bill 80. That's the more sort of like general Medicaid expansion bill. And a lot of the tension lies with the postpartum coverage bill. And that's because on Friday, Representative Steve Harshman, he withdrew a budget bill amendment to essentially appropriate the funds for what's included in that postpartum bill. Harshman is a big Medicaid expansion supporter, and he withdrew that amendment because Nyman promised that House Bill 4 would be heard on the House floor on Monday before that deadline. We will know more by the end of today on Monday, but I'm very curious to see what happens if that bill, you know, doesn't go up to debate. And I think that's in the short term. In the long term, I think, you know, it'll just be interesting to see how leadership, you know, wields power in in those kinds of situations. And I'm going to just be watching how some of these energy bills are going to be playing out. I think it's kind of representative of the energy landscape in Wyoming right now. You know, we're looking at bills, for instance, that solar bill I discussed. There's a lot of concern of what this could do to the future of the solar industry. Uh, People who don't support this bill feel like it could really be crushing for the industry. But then there's also a bill that wants to build up the rare earth mineral industry in the state, which is considered a potential renewable resource for energy and, and could be this whole new kind of economy for Wyoming. And then there's a bill that would provide, we've discussed this before, money for coal litigation to help prolong the life of coal and coal plants in the state, kind of going back towards our traditional sources of energy. And so, like I said, it's really representative of the energy landscape in the state. We have looked towards incorporating more renewables into our energy equation, but you know, those traditional sources like oil, gas, and coal are still, they still really have a stronghold. So it'll be interesting to see how these bills play out. Great. Well, Caitlin and Maggie, thanks so much for sharing your insights. Thanks for having us. Good to be here in person. Thank you so much. So exciting to have you guys here. And thanks for listening to the Cheyenne Roundup, your weekly look at what lawmakers are up to during the 2023 legislative session from Wyoming Public Media and Wyofile. Keep an ear out for new episodes every Monday. Till next time, stay updated on all things legislative on wyomingpublicmedia.org and wyofile.com. Thanks for listening.